Welcome to Monk's Take, the St. Joseph's College Athletics Podcast. We are on Season 3, Episode 3. I'm your host, Devin Welcome. Abbott, and today I'm joined Monk's by Take. Senior Field Hockey Captain and recently named on the National Field Hockey Coaches Association All-Region First Team, Emma Rutledge. How's it going today, Emma? Good. How are you? Well, for starters, uh, I know we're wrapping up the semester here, so it's been a little bit, but uh, congrats on a great uh, senior season, and thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So yeah, just based on uh, accolades and statistics alone, you know, you've had an amazing field hockey career, so we just have a lot to talk about. So we're going to get started, and I really wanted to begin when your field hockey journey started for you. So can you remember when you started, like first started playing the sport, and when would you say you fell in love with field hockey? Yeah, so I first started playing field hockey in the fourth grade. There was a youth league that was offered for third to sixth graders, a town over from my hometown. So I started a grade later than a lot of my elementary school friends since I was obsessed with lacrosse and said I'd never play field hockey, and lacrosse was just my life then. I fell in love with the sport the same year that I picked it up in fourth grade, and ironically, I quit lacrosse my sophomore year of high school to focus on field hockey year-round. So I'd say fourth grade is when it all started. That's awesome. So when when did you kind of know you wanted to decide, when you knew you wanted to play at the collegiate level. When did it kind of like click for you that, hey, this is my sport, I want to continue this? I'd say just right after I started, as long as I can remember, I wanted to play at the collegiate level. I used to attend UNH field hockey camp each summer when I was in middle school, and they would have their players run the camp. So I think the idea of playing at the collegiate level sort of stemmed from that. Awesome. So now moving forward, what drew you here? What drew you to uh, St. Joseph's College? What about the field hockey program stood out to you? So I started playing for Maine Sticks Field Hockey, which is in Portland, and our assistant coach, Daniel Bishop, she it's her program, she runs it. And when I joined the club, it was my junior year of high school, and Coach Lewis was actually my coach there. So he was my coach at Maine Sticks for my junior and senior year. And St. Joe's, it really wasn't on my radar the slightest bit before. He's very persistent, that's for sure. Um, I enjoyed playing for him a lot and his coaching style, so that put St. Joe's on my radar. And then two of my travel teammates, uh, they were new friends at the time, Alexis Beardsley and Morgan Dalton. They were planning on coming here, so that definitely helped influence me that I had two teammates that were going to come here. And as far as what stood out to me about the program, after I started like looking into St. Joe's, I would say what stood out was definitely how good they were. <laughs> they were winning even back then. They had the two previous G night championships. And then another thing would be the fact that they just got a new turf field that they were just breaking in. That's awesome. Yeah, not a lot of people get that opportunity. That's really cool at Main Sticks. Not only did you get to connect with uh, some future teammates of yours, but also you got to be coached by Coach Lewis before even coming here. So you yeah. already were able to build that connection. It definitely put me really as awesome. an advantage yeah. too, where I came in already knowing his style definitely. and philosophy. No, that's really cool. And you mentioned the field hockey program, finding success uh, before you came here. They won GNAC championships in 2016 and then 17, and then you came along being a key player on the 2018 and 2019 championship teams. You know, you had multiple acc- accolades those two years, all-rookie team and all-region. I just want to talk about a little bit, as an underclassman, how was it being a part of these big, important games? Did you feel any pressure at all? I definitely felt pressure. I'd say it was rewarding to come in as a starter and to be that young and making an impact on the team. I'd say it was definitely nerve-wracking, though, for sure. Uh, I'm not really one to get super nervous, but I just didn't really want to let my teammates down when I was playing with them. But I was lucky enough to come in with a big freshman class. We had 
I want to say, 15 when we first came in. So it was good to come in with, like, a group of freshmen, be friends with them, and then come in just as a group and as a unit. So it was good to have them instantly as friends, all the freshmen. And I'd say back then, too, Libby Palmerlow, she um, used to go to Massabesic, which was my high school, and she was just a role model for me. She was, like, my big sister, which we always write them notes and give them a gift before games. So she made the transition really smooth, too. Awesome. Do you think that big freshman class has helped with uh, team chemistry, I guess, just, like, continuing throughout the years, having that big class? Yeah, I'd say definitely. It's gone down over the years, of course, of people uh, stopping playing. But I live with six other seniors, too, who I've lived with every year or roomed with that's in my senior class now. So after seeing that success early on in your career, how do you think that helped you develop as not only as a player but also as a leader and a captain? I think as a player, it always motivated me to want to be better. So I came in freshman year putting up numbers that I wouldn't imagine putting up or that I thought I would put up coming in. So that always determined me to set goals for myself that I wanted to accomplish. And then it also made me want to be a leader on the team because I just wanted to be an advocate for my fellow teammates and help the program in any way I could, whether it was in the game or as a leader or outside of practice. Was there a game... uh as an underclassman, your freshman or sophomore year, that you might have surprised yourself? That like, wow, like this is awesome. I'm really doing this. Is there a game that kind of sticks out to you? I don't know about one that sticks out specifically. I'd say just the whole season as yeah. a blurred thing. Then awesome. Now that you, so you found success early on in your career, and you talked about developing as a leader and a captain. Kind of reflecting on this season and your role on the team. How would you say you motivate and elevate your team as a leader during a game? I would say that I try to motivate others just by holding myself accountable and trying to always practice what I preach. I always hated those leaders that you have that they say one thing and then do another. So I never want to be that person as a leader. I make sure to just try to give 100% all the time to be that good example. And I always find that the team is more uh, motivated by just being positive, like being that positive person at practices when it's hard, when you don't want to be there, when it's raining, just like controlling the controllables type thing. And as a captain, you're that barrier between the players and the coaching staff. So I just always want to make sure that I was that person for them. And as far as how I evaluate the team, I would say – it's pretty clear to tell when we're having like an off day. People get snippy with each other. The intensity isn't there. So I say that we always just bring it in together. We talk in the group chat after about what we could do. But just holding like everyone accountable and holding myself accountable as well. That's awesome. And I think that's a great attitude to have on a successful team. You kind of talked about leading by example. Would you say your leadership style, you kind of follow more of a like standing up vocal approach or would you say you're more of like a lead by example type of leader or do you incorporate a little bit of both I would say incorporate a little bit of both I think I'm not the loudest person out there I would prefer to lead by example but I know like when I need to be vocal and need to say something or just address it as a team yeah that's great and I also like how you mentioned about having those off days I think those are really the days where leaders are uh those those were the were, those are the times when leaders are uh, born and are meant to like step up. I'd say um, those in those moments, that's when coaches look towards their captains and leaders in those particular moments when teams need to pick me up. Yeah. Moving forward, I just wanted to talk about you know you've been on teams that have had winning streaks, you know multiple winning seasons, um, 
coming off winning GNAC championships. When you're finding success as a team, uh, what kind of planning goes into that, and how is it that you like keep the ball rolling? I'd say when you're finding success as a team, one of the most important elements would be team chemistry to keep the ball rolling. It's important to find the time outside of practice to do it and to have that united front. During the season, it is hard sometimes. Everyone's busy. You have classes, practices. Some people are working part-time, but I think it's crucial to the success. But another thing would definitely be film analysis. Um, we try to incorporate it where everyone does it outside of practice. We have some where we're meeting all together, but film doesn't lie. So analyzing yourself, your team, as well as others is really important to be successful. Do you think after winning one GNAC championship that, would you say the mentality changes at all? Do you think it's kind of harder to go back and do the same exact thing the year before in order to make that happen? Or do you think, you know, how, how would you say the mentality is? Does it change at all? Or is it the same, you know, same, uh, new year, same goal type of deal? What would you say? I say we always have that same goal of reaching it, but it doesn't come easy at all. Like, for us, we had the four-peat championship that was four years in a row, and then this year, we didn't get our end result that we wanted, but I don't know. It's like, it's not a given at all, and you definitely need to work towards it. We have the end goal, but... It's definitely something that comes and goes depending yeah. on the year. You know, every year is different. Um, you know, the teams teams look different every year just because a team might be, uh, might be one way... The, the season prior, that doesn't mean they're going to be the same team the next season. So I really like how you said that. That was definitely uh, a big thing, too, with the COVID year where I missed my whole junior year because of it. So all these other teams were practicing. You had people doing the fifth years this year. It was definitely a different level this year, an unexpected mm -hmm. level. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So trans a little transition here. I wanted to talk about uh, your coach you mentioned uh, previously, uh, Coach uh, Rupert Lewis, who notched his 200th uh, career win this Ooh. year. Uh, he's definitely seen a lot of success here. And you kind of talked about uh, just being able to connect with him before coming to St. Joe's and his coaching style being a big part of your decision to come here. How would you say his coaching style has helped you sh uh, as a player and has shaped you as a player? Yeah, like you mentioned, I was fortunate enough to play with him and have him develop me for the two years before coming here. Uh, he's definitely made me the, the player that I am today. Like, he's taught me so many life lessons and just player uh, ideas in the game. Um, some important coaching styles of his that he's helped shape me with would definitely be mental toughness. Um, some of his philosophies is a quick two-touch game, so just playing a quick game, you get the ball, passing it, and then just playing dynamic, I would say. Awesome. Um, and you brought up mental toughness. That's that's just something really important. Uh, you know, some people overlook the mental side of sports. You know, it's not always skill based and physical based. You gotta, you gotta have the right mindset going into those games. So that's really awesome that he's uh, been able to help you with that. Is there? Uh, you kind of mentioned this before, but is there kind of like a specific lesson, maybe in a game or a practice that you remember that sticks out to you that you learned from him? Yeah, um, one that sticks out to me would always be to work hard and that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that was sort of something that we struggled with this year and towards the end of the season. we I heard that phrase from the coaching staff this year so many times, but it's true that sometimes we had games that were too close for comfort or we had games at the end of the season 
that we lost. We lost two big ones before going into playoffs. And when it came down to it, it was just hard work beating talent when talent wasn't performing to the full potential. I think that's just a life lesson that you could take too outside of here, just working hard to get the results that you want. All right, yeah, you mentioned a lot of uh, lessons you learned from him, and that all sounds great. It seems like he's had a really big impact on your career. So now looking at your entire career, you know, there's probably a lot that's that's, uh, stuck out. You know, you've had a lot of success, and it seems like you just had a great team. What is a favorite memory that has stuck out to you from field hockey? I'd say my favorite memory would be winning GNAC's freshman year. This was my first ever championship that I've won in high school. My team was good. We had a lot of talented players. We always made it playoffs. One time we made it to states and ended up being runners-up that year. But that feeling of winning that first championship was just indescribable. Like Obviously, the one sophomore year still meant a lot, but that first one, this was, it meant a lot to me. And it also helped that men's soccer and women's soccer won the championship that year as well, and we all had home games, like all one after another. So it was just a crazy time at school with everyone winning and everyone going to support. And a close second of my favorite memory would be when there was a fox that was on the track during practice, and we had an 8 to 10 p.m. practice, and there was a fox on the track as we're practicing. And Coach Lewis, he stopped practice, grabbed someone's stick, and then was running at it and screaming the whole time. That was definitely a close second, that memory. That's that's awesome. That's that's <laughs> hilarious. You, you talk about those eight to ten p.m. practices. Um, you know, I'm I'm a runner, so I'm not usually out uh, practicing anytime then. I mean, I think I remember back when I played basketball, I would have some practices that late. But um, how how are those practices? Is it uh, you, you want to talk a little bit about the team dynamic in practice and just uh, yeah, just kind of talk about how practices go and kind of the team dynamic and the uh, team chemistry, I guess, in practice. Yeah, definitely. Um, We actually had a lot of 8 to 10 practices this year, this fall. We kind of got the short end of the stick there. Um, The 8 to 10s, I would say, it's not the ideal time to be practicing. You have people who have had a long day of classes. You have coaching staff who was a little tired at that point, too. Coach moved to North Conway, so he had an hour and a half drive leaving practice at 10 p.m., but overall, I would say those were our silliest practices as a team. It was sort of where we tried to stay focused, but sometimes the energy just wasn't there at all. Uh, this year, I actually got coached to agree to a couple music practices where we got to listen to music. So that was my first time this year in all four years where I got the man to loosen up a little there and let us have fun at some of those. But That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's always good to incorporate some fun practices in there. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. You have to listen to a little bit of music. Yeah. Um, so now, kind of moving on to our last question. We'll spend a little bit of time on this one. But uh, now that your uh, time here at SJC is kind of wrapping up, uh, will field hockey continue to be part of your life after SJC? And is there anything that you've learned uh, here playing the sport that will help you in the future? Yeah, um, so right now I currently coach as a field hockey at Main Sticks Field Hockey Club, where I used to play in high school those last two years and where my assistant coach runs the club. I've coached there for the past four years, either with um, just little programs, HSIL, MSIL, which is middle school league or high school league, and then I also started coaching a travel team there two years ago. It changes every year. 
ideally I'd love to keep coaching after I graduate. I'm definitely going to have to see where I land a job or how much time permits to be able to be coaching. But after one day, I'd love to coach middle school or high school level for sure. I definitely would like to continue coaching and have field hockey in my life. Maybe even hit up a few adult leagues and try to play in those when I'm washed up. (laughs) And then as far as life lessons I've learned or any lessons I've learned here, I would say playing on a sport was the best decision I made to in college. Coming in on a team freshman year in the fall, you move in before everyone else. You're just coming in. You already have that group of people. I've made my closest friends here from playing on a sport and playing on a team. And then being on a team, I've learned lessons, working with others. Time management is definitely one of the biggest ones, having to balance all the schedule, work, school, classes, everything. I'd say that. Um, I've learned how to stay disciplined through that and with the time management, leadership, being a leader the past two years, accountability, and just so many life lessons, I would say. So I'm very grateful for my time. Yeah, those are all great things. And one thing that I picked up on that I can relate to a little bit is I think just, and the great thing about being a D3 athlete is that your teammates that you just get to bond with over the years and become your friends, you know, it, it, it goes so far past the sport, you know, those, you know, you make bonds that are going to last a lifetime and through the, through the sport, it's just something special to be able to meet those people and have those interactions. And I think it's awesome that you talked about how you want to uh, continue coaching, you know, coaching is something that I also want to get into a little bit too. So it's really awesome that, you know, you started out with the sport that you were passionate about and you want to continue it even after you're done here at SJC, just uh, through a different lens, through the coaching lens. Do you think uh, do you think you'll try and emulate uh, Coach Lewis's coaching style a lot? Do you think he taught you a lot uh, to uh, take those steps to be a coach? Yeah, I think I'll bring most of his coaching styles. I think sometimes I'll be a little less, <laughs> less intense than him. <laughs> but overall, I definitely, Coach Lewis has taught me so much and – I couldn't agree more with his playing style and his philosophies. So I could definitely see myself using those. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about your field hockey career. It was awesome having you. And, yeah, just thank you. Thanks again. Thank you very much for having me. It was awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I hope you all have a happy holidays and a happy new year. And until next time, thanks. Thanks.